Hey guys, welcome back to Mindset Managed. Today I wanted to do a life update and a content update. I'm kind of just going to be speaking, so if it's a bit jumbled up, I'm sorry. But I wanted to just update you on where my life is at, how my summer has gone, and what I'm thinking and feeling going into a new season, as well as a starting a new academic year at work, starting a new academic year for university, all of the things. And I also want to give you a little content update because I feel like things are going to change a little bit. So stay tuned for that. So firstly, let's do how my summer went. So I actually reached my year's reading goal this summer. So this year I wanted to read 25 books minimum. I think I did have a maximum um, goal as well that I put on Goodreads. I think I put like 30 or 35 on there. But in general, I wanted to read a minimum of 25 books this year. So that's the normal two books a month but I wanted to plus one extra because I like the number 25 more than the number 24. And so that was my reading goal. And luckily I was able to reach that this summer. That was with a combination of audio books because I got back into those this summer, Kindle reading and physical books. So I read uh, The Secret History, which was the longest book that I read that was physical uh, at 628 pages, I want to say. That was a good read and it was a dark academic vibes, which I've never read before. It was a mystery vibes, which I've never read before. Really well written, but I feel like if it wasn't summer, then I wouldn't have pushed myself to read it. Um, It's purely because I had more time on my hands that I was able to read it. So for me, it was good, but not great. But I see why a lot of people have liked it. I listened to The Priory of the Orange Tree. So that's a very, very big book. It's, um, I think, 848 pages, something like that. Um, And it's like over 25 hours of audiobook time. But I was able to have, obviously, like I say, more time during summer. And I was able to listen to it whilst cleaning, whilst walking the dog, um, things like that. And that helped me to read a really interesting, really popular fantasy book because Pride of the Orange Tree is very popular, but it is very big, and I don't think I ever could have read it. It would have been very daunting to read it in physical form. So that's why I love audiobooks. It helps you to read more books and consume more stories. If you are somebody who loves stories, then don't turn your nose up at it. It's definitely still a form of reading, and obviously it's very ableist to say that it's not reading, because obviously some people genuinely can't read uh, a physical book. So having audiobooks is a means of experiencing other worlds, characters, stories, writing, all of these things in a different way. And I think that's beautiful and really important. And like you say, even if you are somebody who can read, if you're somebody who's busy, then that's really important for you too. My sister is dyslexic and she wants to get into reading audiobooks because reading physical books is a little bit harder for her. So I think that there's a lot of value in that. And I've kind of reacquainted myself with audiobooks this summer, which was really great. So there's a lot more that I read that I can't remember right now because I haven't got the notes down in front of me, but um, I enjoyed the reading. I enjoyed the variety of stuff that I read. So I read fantasy, fiction, non-fiction, middle grade and adult, all of that. So different age groups, different genres, everything. And that was really interesting and really important and made me feel good to have reached that goal. So in terms of my writing, so 
At the start of summer, I think I set the goal of I wanted to write 120,000 words. I have not reached that goal. That was a massive, massive goal. I don't really know where that came from. I think I overshot it a lot. I do think that, like I say, if I was consistently writing every single day since university ended up until right to the start of work again in September or even the start of uni in October, then yeah, I probably could have got 120,000 words. But realistically I did I did not achieve that and that's okay but what I have achieved is I have finished a novel I finished a story in just August so I think 24 days is how long I was working on that particular story idea and I wrote it right from the beginning to the end and it finished at 47 and a half thousand words which equates to about 190 page book which is exactly the ballpark number that you want for a middle grade story so my story is middle grade it's aimed at children who are about 8 to 14 I would say years old obviously I feel like anyone could read it you know like how I love Harry Potter and Percy Jackson and Avatar the Ass Airbender things like that and I think those are things that are typically aimed at children but anyone can gain value from those things and be really inspired by those things or educated by those things or you know enjoy those things and that's the kind of books that I want to write as well ones where it's very obviously for children but it can still be enjoyed by anybody who's got a little bit of whimsy in their heart and also wants to just enjoy a fun adventure really and that story was really fun to write I felt like I put a lot of my self in it I, it's about a spirit world girl, a little girl and her other people that she meets there exploring themselves in the spirit world exploring what life means and coming across these really whimsical crazy characters and that was really fun to write it was really important to write as well it's about coming to terms with what you value and whether you're going to choose yourself and also experiencing hardships for the first time so like I said my main characters are kids my main character is 12 um, and around they're all around that age they're all that kind of like a coming of age a different crossroads in their life where they're having to accept something hard that's happened to them or make a choice going forwards in this world and I think that's really important time in any child's life any teenager's life any young adult's life really where we're faced with the realities of adulthood or the hardships of this world or anything that makes your, your your innocence is tested and I think that was a really interesting thing to explore it's something that I'll probably always explore in my stories because it is really interesting it's really deep as well and I feel like I did that well perhaps what I need to do in the editing process is to make some of the revelations a little less on the nose because I think at times I sounded a bit preachy as if I was writing a blog and I was just like you need to know who you are you need to face who you are and accept who you are and love yourself and I was just like okay yes that's important to say but like not in that such obvious way I need to show it more than tell it which is obviously one of the big writing rules so that's something that I'll do in edits but other than that I really think I did write a fun whimsical story I really knew the characters this time and that was really fun to write Aside from that, overall, so since finishing uni at the beginning of June to now, I've written just over 70,000 words. So one story at 47,500, and then in general, all the other stories that I started writing before that 
equates to 70,000 words. So that's a really good figure. I'm happy with that. That's the, That would have been the size of one YA fantasy book. So the higher age range obviously allows for more words in those books um, in the publishing industry. So that makes me happy too. So if I continued writing the library story that I started writing, then that could have been completed by this time as well. So that feels good to know. So like I say, I feel good about the word count. I feel good about how focused I was in the end towards my stories. I've been genuinely very creative and inspired and I've shown up for my story or at least ideas of my story every day during the holidays. I really feel like I've used the summer to be creatively in touch with my writing again, to enjoy my writing again, to know what I like in writing and stories and characters and worlds and magic and all of these things, which is important for any creative person or writer to know about themselves. And I feel like I've really reconnected with that, which was really lovely to to have done especially as um we've come into the next university module it's going to be a creative writing module it's going to be an advanced creative writing module so so to know that i'm able to write freely and enjoy it this summer is that confidence boost that i needed i think to go into third year and be able to write advanced creative writing um obviously it's not going to be the same type of things that i write for that course that i wrote over summer but it's still been that reminder to remind myself that I can write that I can write a story to completion that I can do a beginning middle and end I can carry themes I can convey emotion all of those things you know that it's important to remind yourself of those things and sometimes sadly we do forget what we're capable of or the forget to be in touch with the things that we enjoy and I think I've really used the summer to do that so I'm really proud of myself for that and I feel I feel good about the story that I wrote I don't know if it's going to be one that I ever publish I might not, but every story that I finish is a reminder that I can finish, which is important because a lot of people can write stories or have really good ideas, but not actually write them to completion. So it's really great to be able to remind yourself that you can finish a project. I think maybe it was Stephen King or George R.R. Martin that said that the hardest thing for any novelist is to finish a project. So if you can practice completing a writing project, even if it's not completed perfect, it doesn't matter. If you can practice completing, finishing, hitting that last word, then that is a really important skill to have. So I've reminded myself that I have that skill and that feels really good. I told you that I bought a bike this summer as well. Um, It was supposed to be a way for me to get to work and back. Obviously, I've not started back at work just yet, so I'll let you know if I actually do use it for that reason. But I wanted to practice riding my bike over the summer and obviously use it as a means of exercise as well, a means of getting to my mum's house when my partner isn't here, all of those things. And I still have that intention and I still really, really want to make it at least once a week, even if it's just one time I ride my bike somewhere, like that's really useful and that means I didn't waste the money. But I am feeling still a lot of fear around it. Um, I think I'm still worried about, you know, how early I have to wake up to ride to work and having to be like sweaty when I get there and changing when I get there and remembering to bring all the right things to get changed and obviously for work you have to look presentable right so it's not like at the moment I've been riding my bike as a practice to my mum's house or to my grandparents house and when I get there and I'm sweaty it doesn't matter does it but when I get to work and I'm sweaty and I have to get changed and I have to try and do all of that and make my hair look good before eight o'clock before I start work that's that's difficult that feels like a really difficult task to keep being able to achieve. Um, I think that's my biggest fear at the moment. 
but in general I know that I can ride the bike I know that it's not that hard of a journey it does feel hard at times and my partner's like doesn't understand how much it hurts me but obviously I'm less fit than he is and less strong compared to him um so it does hurt my legs when we have to go up hills and I get a lot more breathless than he does but obviously that's the whole point of exercise is that you take your body that's perhaps a bit weaker or get your cardio is not so good and the more you do these things the better your cardio will get and the stronger you'll get and so I hope that I do keep it up I really want to set that intention to keep it up and like I say it doesn't have to be you know I ride the bike every day I don't have to do it three times a week I just have to do it at least once as long as I ride my bike at least once to work each week then it wasn't a waste of money and it helped me to not rely on other people so much and to save us um, money in the long run by being not having a car as well and you know not having a car is good for the environment all of those things so there's a lot of confusion and mixed emotion that goes with me having the bike I know it seems like why are you worried so much about a bike bike's easy everybody rides a bike and yeah that's true and that's why I felt kind of annoyed that I was so worried about it but where I live there is a lot of hills and also like I say just the whole getting to work and not feeling flustered not having sweat marks and smelling all day is important and my hair not looking crazy is important because I have to look presentable at at school so yeah all of those things are things that hopefully I will get rid of come September because I will have done it a few times and be like ah it's not a big deal we'll see if I end up doing it more regularly than once a week but even if I just do it once a week I'm telling myself once a week is okay once a week is not a waste of money once a week is still a good idea so now I wanted to talk a bit about like how I feel about the new school year that's coming up and the new year at university I feel like one the summer went really fast so that's kind of annoying but at the same time I think I feel like I did use the summer well I've worked out a lot Um, I've seen a lot of people I've gone to the spa I've gone on holiday I've done hikes I've like I said, I wrote a story during this time and read a lot of books during this time, some podcast episodes and blog posts and uh, yeah, I've, I've consumed a lot of content and played video games and played board games and had a barbecue and eaten good food and yeah, it's just been, it's been a good summer. I mean, in terms of like me being one, an introvert and two, like the weather's not been that great and we've not been able to travel um, because of the pandemic, all of these things. Considering all those things, I have actually had a, a really good summer. I feel like I didn't waste it. So that's good to know. But with the new school year, I do still feel that sort of anxiety because I'm, I'm a bit worried about uh, who will the kids be that I, that I look after? What needs will they have? Will they be kids that I get along with? Because luckily, in the last academic year, I've actually had kids that I've really enjoyed because, like, I've been able to connect with them over anime or like being just my silly normal self. I hope that I can still do that with no matter which kids I look after. I hope that nothing changes too drastically at work because there's actually some new changes in management and um, lots of new teachers this year as well. So hopefully they're good people, people I get along with, people who don't come in and change things in a negative way instead change things in a good way that'd be really nice so there's a lot of unknowns basically that I'm worried about but in general I know that I enjoy helping children I enjoy being in education I am somebody who just enjoys making a bit lightness out of you know the seriousness of being at school if I can help a kid to smile whilst at school then that makes me feel really good just sitting there and me consuming the really interesting information that the teachers are teaching feels really good so I still resonate with working in education. It's still something I definitely want to do for now. And I 
and reminding myself how much I enjoy it. And yes, I know that I got really tired and anxious at times during last year, but that's natural. You're going to get tired sometimes. That's whether you work a job that you hate or a job that you love, you're going to get tired because humans get tired. And also like when there's a lot of deadlines and stuff, you get, you get overwhelmed. That's just going to happen. But if I keep reminding myself how much I enjoy it, then hopefully I'll get through it. I know for a fact now that I can do a whole year. I've done a whole year. Even with the pandemic stopping the school a little bit, we still worked online. So I have literally done a whole year and I've worked with a lot of different children in a lot of different ways. So I now have that information as evidence that I can do this. So that feels really good. The same with university, really. I've now done a creative writing module already, which was in 2019, and a literature module which was 2020 and this year so I know that I can both write decent pieces of writing to get a decent grade and also write essays and read books and interpret books and get a good grade I know that about myself now and I've got to again bring that evidence bring that confidence into this third year yes third year is more serious yes third year you have to step it up there they're not gonna let mistakes pass as easily as they did in second year But I also know that I can do this. I am of a higher level now because I've learned from all of the mistakes that I made in my other modules. And hopefully I will bring again that whimsy, that excitement, that playfulness into it because this is a creative writing module. So creativity is meant to be innovation and playfulness and seeing things in new ways. And so I've got to bring that perspective into this and enjoy what I'm writing And hopefully, even if I don't get a great grade, as long as I enjoyed that writing that I submitted, then that's still good. The problem with obviously academic arts of any kind, so creative writing, there's going to be, whether the teacher knows it or not, a little bit of bias. They're going to have a certain way that they like things to be done. They're going to have a certain expectation that comes into their mind when they're marking my work. And that's just that's just how it is, you know, even if they don't mean it, human error, they can accidentally be biased and mark me down. That's fine. As long as so as long as I know that I enjoyed my writing and I wrote from an authentic place, then I'm all good. And luckily I've got a long list, like I said, I've had a really creative summer. So I've actually got a long list of different short story ideas that I might write for uni. So that's really good to know that I've got that to refer to when it comes to a piece of writing that I need to do. Okay, so lastly, I have my content update. I'll try and be quick because I've actually been speaking for a long time, but my content will no longer be weekly. So the podcast most definitely will not be every week. Instead, I think as of now that what I'll do is do at least one podcast episode and one blog post a month. So instead of it being every week, it'll be once a month. I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but what I'll do is obviously have my podcast and my blog post about two weeks apart. So it's every two weeks that you'll be getting some form of content from me. I'll obviously try and add any extra content in with that wherever I feel called to it, wherever it feels important, wherever I have a really good idea and have the free time to write it, I will add that in. But in general, only one podcast a month and one blog post a month. The reason for this is that I want to put out things that feel authentic. I want to put out things that are worth your time as well as my own. I want things to last as well and I want things to matter. I don't want to just put out content purely because I have to or for the hell of it or just to add extra information and advice to the void. I think a problem in this world is that too many people are content creators, too many people are having their say and putting their opinion out there. Everybody's opinions and you know thoughts and feelings are valid and it can really be helpful to have 
you know, so many perspectives from different people all around the world. But the self-help sphere and self-development sphere has become very oversaturated. And I feel like we're just kind of spreading the same information over and over again. And I don't see the point in that. I obviously am not a content creator at heart in that I created my blog because I had something to say and I wanted to practice my writing and also because I put out a book initially I wrote a book about mental health and about anxiety and depression and people really liked it and so I was like oh maybe I can continue to do this on my blog and then I became a podcast as well so that's where that came from but over time it feels less authentic it feels like something that I'm forcing feeling like something that I keep wanting to change all the time which is fine it's fine to change your content but it kind of feels like I say I'm kind of searching for something that's not quite sitting right with me and so for me it it feels pointless to force something that's not there and something that doesn't feel like me I want to create more art rather than content things that make people think and feel on a deeper level rather than just here's some information for you to forget in five minutes from now what's the point in that i want to put a lot of time and energy and effort into things that people can love and come back to not just content that's done weekly and it's rushed and it's forced and it's not even appreciated in the long run if at all really and that's the sad part of this day and age is that people short attention spans for one and and two there's so much information out there that one your information has to be like perfect and amazing and innovative and new for people to even care about it but also like you're probably saying the exact same thing that somebody else is saying and you might be saying it in a less helpful or educated way so it's just like yeah what's the point instead I want to make things that that does feel new or to say things in an artful way that makes you go wow that was actually really nicely written so like I said my book that I wrote this this summer it could be a form of self-help in that you read that book and you learn things about your life because I don't know about you but you you watch Avatar The Last Airbender for example it you could watch it as just like a fun kid adventure magical powers craziness and laughs for you know three seasons you could see it that way if you wanted to but on the other hand like Uncle Iroh and Ang consistently say inspirational things and give you life advice and philosophical advice and in general any fiction story that you watch or read whether you know it or not is telling you something about life about how to live life about the lessons that we learn on our journeys so that is something beautiful and that's something that, that resonates with me as a writer of stories and so that's why I something I need to think about a little bit more instead of just putting out advice that people can read and dismiss and it's just the same as every other blog post or just the same as every other podcast I need to put out content that's more artful and gets you thinking on a deeper level and perhaps teaches you lessons about life or something philosophical and important and deep, but without you even realising it. I think that's more profound and more meaningful and perhaps more in line with who I am and where I'm at or where I'm hoping to go. So quickly, I just wanted to read you some of the quotes that I found from this article that I read. Um, I read this article at a time when I was already thinking about my content and where I wanted to go with it. And then this kind of solidified for me that, yes, I want to make more art rather than content. It says the world desperately needs art. Art opens doors to new conversations. Its purpose is to question expectations rather than meet them. It also says content produces predictable outcomes art makes you think for yourself 
problem is everything you create this way is predictable your creation is a marketable project with a defined scope of usefulness you know who it's for how they'll implement it and what kind of person they'll become as a result what content doesn't give to the audience is a chance to think for themselves only art affords them that chance because there's no predetermined goal in creating art the piece that comes out is open to interpretation it asks questions rather than gives answers content reinforces the status quo whereas art questions it and content comforts you whereas art stirs up emotions so there's quite a lot that was said about art and content in that article it was on medium i wish i could remember who wrote it or if I, I wish I would wrote it down but I think if you googled something like less content more art or something you'd be able to find that person's article so I want to thank them for helping me realize that this is something that I definitely wanted to do yeah so I hope it, that's okay I hope it means that you'll have content from me or art from me that feels more authentic and real and worth your time anyway I'm not abandoning this project or this side of myself I'll always have a website at the very least because it's a means of me just communicating with an audience whenever I have an idea or I'm sparked and influence to do so it gives me a platform to say things and to share my work so at the very least if nothing else I'll still share my writing of some kind on my website so you can still get things from me inspiration from me in that way anyway and I hope that you know that no matter what I do no matter where I go with this in the future I will always be somebody who values the importance of spreading awareness of mental health, mental illnesses, of having a good mindset, looking after yourself, looking within, being spiritual, getting to know your emotions, your feelings, who you are, why you think what you think, where that comes from, your beliefs. All of those things that I've put into my content are things that I'll always believe in and hopefully I'll grow in that way as well and be able to artfully craft a story or anything else to share that importance and to advocate for that importance it will always be something that I care about so even if you see me publishing a story about children on an adventure in some way that will still be very much connected to all of those values all of those things that I've been sharing on my content because that will always be a part of me and what I believe and who I am and how I think anyway so there you have it guys that's my life and content update I'm not disappearing right now just because of this. As I say, I'm starting work in September, but university doesn't start until October. So I'll probably still release some content. It'll just be less frequent and hopefully more authentic. <laughs> so thank you so much for all the people who consistently read and listen to my stuff. People who care about what I write and what I produce. People who have supported me over the years who have shared my content who have engaged with my content it makes me feel really happy that i'm able to relate to you in this way it's a way of connecting with people and helping people so that's something that brings me a lot of joy and i will hopefully continue to do that in my life take care and i'll speak to you at some point soon bye guys <laughs>